to those who say I'm masculine, I command you to listen. No, not being a man when my standard is being treated human and my boundaries won't bend and I don't break. The blows life through, I ate. The shade you threw, a mistake. My light too great. Your gossip grounded you in a dark hole. I'm daybreak. We in separate places. You are miserable and I am faith. You're hurt and I'm healing. I'm learning to coat my emotions gold. I don't suppress to impress you. That's why I'm whole. I evolved from your gaslighting. Imagine the glow. Speak life to myself on a daily. Deposits add up like crazy. My past don't phase me. My future's blazing. Good morning, gorgeous. I am amazing. The world's a better place. Because I'm in it. God is making room for my gifts and my visions. And I deserve this free life. So I'm going to live it. My peace is my wealth. I block out the noise. It only matters what God says about me and what I say about myself. It's Dominique Trundle. And it's time to get fit, Las Vegas. First, you got to just work to the beat. Then you got to put your hands on your knees. You got to make your feet be flat. Then you got to put an arch in your back. Not, 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 Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome back to Get Fit Las Vegas. I am Dominique Trundle. You already know that I am so grateful to be here with you today. And I got a treat. I have a treat for you. I have somebody in the studio that is going to really add value to our community today. Listen, we're back at Blue Wire Studios living our best life, and we're going to do it while we unlock the best version of ourselves. Now, I had a lot of feedback on the poetic affirmation that we're starting the show with. That poetic affirmation will change each month. So that's the one for July. Um, I, I'm reading every message. Thank you so much. It's extremely encouraging. And if there's a topic that you want me to cover in that intro, please let us know. You can always hit us up on social media. We read absolutely everything. We want to make it as relevant for you as possible. We want to make it so that those 60 seconds that you're budgeting for yourself are just as easy as possible to love on yourself. And that's one way that we offer our assistance as we, as we get well together um you know and we want you to say good things about yourself i got somebody in the studio that's about to say some good things about herself i need you guys to take your heart and open it up to my beautiful beautiful sister jessica friedman you tell the people why you are so amazing oh well thank you so much um well i was born and raised in this beautiful town that we're in oh and um i pride oh. myself on being one of our, you know, actual locals, real. Yes, because <laughs> it's far, very few and far in between that I have found somebody who was actually born in Las Vegas, Red, honey. It is an honor. <laughs> is this, is how, this is how Las Vegas is putting people together? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> perfect hair, perfect smile. Look at the outfit. She got me here in my sweat. She got me here. Don't worry, because I'm going to do my one-two when Jessica come back. I'm already bringing you back. Don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> and I'm going to do my one-two. I'm looking at the nails. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what time it is. Nail cam. Y'all got to see it. Let me see. Let me see. Ah, put them up. Put them up. Ooh. So what I did with my little nails here is I just wanted something to capture my youthful spirit. And this set reminds me. This is like Gel X. It was done by Abby. She's really great. 
Um, but it reminds me of the first time I got my nails done. My auntie, shout out to Auntie Dawn. She uh, took me to get my nails done against my mom's better judgment, got me some acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> and this, it was a set that looked similar to this that I bit off in a week and she was so mad at me. <laughs> so that is what I'm kind of channeling with my little pink nails here. What you got going Super on, Jeff? Yeah, thank you. Um, little classic French. Ooh. That's my go-to. I change up the French between regular and V. And <laughs> that's about as crazy as I get. <laughs> when, are we get when are we getting regular and when are we getting V? Every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it every two weeks. So cool, Jessica. Tell everybody um, you have a law firm. Tell us about your law firm. I do. Um, I am a family law attorney, awesome. and so I specialize in divorce, custody, mm. things of that nature. Awesome. Now, what drew you to that field? Uh, I mean, I kind of just fell into it, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't, it wasn't something that I um, initially had, you know, long dreams of. My mm -hmm. dad does it. He has his own firm as well. Yeah. Um, so it just, it was kind of ironic that I ended up doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's been nine years and I just really like helping people. Oh, my goodness, mm -hmm. right? Do you understand? Like lawyers are a huge help. You don't know how complicated law is until you got a legal issue. That's very true. <laughs> so when people come to you and y'all do like that initial consultation, how knowledgeable typically are we? When we, I say myself, because I don't be knowing nothing. How knowledgeable do people, um, do they come to the table? How much do they know about um, the law? Yeah, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> a lot of people Google and, you know, try to do their research ahead of time a little bit, but as you can imagine, there's so many nuances that it's it's hard. Why are there so many nuances in law? Why is it so complicated? Is that like, it is? are these situations so nuanced that you have to have just so many variations of the law? Uh, well, there's not so many variations of the law. The law is pretty black and white, but especially for custody matters mm. specifically, as you can imagine, every family is vastly different. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a judge can have a law with different factors but, you know, inter, insert family A, B, C, D, it's a completely different case. So now how much of that is, when you go in front of a judge, like how much of that is actually just the law or is any of it left up to the judge interpretation? I mean, because I can imagine I'm sitting in front of a judge and I'm trying to make my case. Let's use your example of custody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe, typically, I'm trying to let him know that I'm a way better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a way better person to raise these kids than him, right? <laughs> so, I mean, how much of that is the judge actually like perceiving that from me? And how much of it is, like you said, black and white? Um, well, so the law is black and white in the sense of the way it's written down, mm -hmm. um, but by no means is family law black and white. Mm -hmm. um, the judges have a lot of discretion. Um, I mean, you know, they have to apply the facts to the law. Mm -hmm. um, but as you can imagine, it's a very, there's a large human element to it. And so, you know, based on who introduces different text messages or what he mm -hmm. said, she said. So, I mean, if it's if it comes down to just as simple for the sake of simplicity, what mom said versus what dad said, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the judge has to decide who's more credible. Mm, so it comes down to credibility. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you're sitting there in front of someone who doesn't know you from Adam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your whole life you live it and you got this one critical moment that you have to get someone to understand who you are. That That's tough. How do people stand up to that type of pressure? 
Uh, I mean, it, it varies based on, you know, different people's personalities. And, you know, some people want to go in and be aggressive and tell the judge everything that they know mm-hmm. and have this demeanor that's, you know, a, a bit much. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, the old saying, you get more bees with honey. Um, so Girl, that's, that's my favorite. I know. <laughs> you, think I'm you better ask people who know me. That is my favorite thing you do with vinegar, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so different people handle it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, different attorneys handle it differently. Mm-hmm. Different litigants handle it differently. Um, but um, at the end of the day, you know, there's a saying, calm is contagious. The Navy SEALs mm-hmm. pass that down from SEAL to SEAL. And it's true. If you go in and, you know, you have a calm demeanor, you it's, you get more. So. That, I shouldn't say that's, a, that's if I'm quoted, that's going to be really bad. You don't get more. But your, your point comes across better. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying you have a better um, chance of presenting yourself better, right? Because it's it's a small moment. And, you know, we talk about being the best version of ourselves during the worst moments of our life. And calm seems to be what you're saying is that, like, I have a better chance of being the best version of myself if I'm calm, yep. which is probably hard to be calm. Yep. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any children. Okay, I am so excited to have children. So let's say I do have children and the situation doesn't work out, right? I want to know what should I be working on right now? Okay, is in terms of a character trait, right? That could help me in such a critical moment like that when I'm being judged by the circumstances of a horrible moment in my life. What can I develop in myself right now that could help me for that moment if you think about sometimes you know prenuptial agreements right you hope everything goes well but you do a prenup so that the assets can be divided up in case they don't right well what about presenting the best version of myself like what could I develop in me that would really help me in those type of moments yeah so that's a really good question and you can't contract out custody things but to answer your question you would you just have to always keep in the back of your mind I mean you know hopefully People don't want to think about that situation because hopefully families stay together and all of that. But Mm -hmm. if they don't and you want to paint yourself in the correct light, you just have to know that, you know, everything that you say and do and, you know, in our digital age, the judges can see. So if you're texting your soon to be ex and you're, you know, aggressive and writing all these things, then um, but you're trying to portray yourself as some nice, sweet person, Mm -hmm. you're not going to do yourself, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. So I would just say, you know, it kind of sounds very simple, but I tell this to all my clients all the time. You just have to like be the best version of yourself, act in such a way that you're proud of yourself at the end of the day. And if you, you know, are proud of the way that you communicate and what you're, you know, showing to your kids and Mm -hmm. you don't want to have, you know, at one point you loved this person or, Mm -hmm. you know, or you loved them enough to... A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, some went down. (laughs) Right. And so, but now you have, you know, this little human and if you're arguing in front of them 24-7, that's not good for your health. Mm -hmm. That's not good for the child's health and it's not good for anyone else. So Mm -hmm. I would just say, you know, the time between stimulus and response, the time between you get agitated and the time that you have to write back, take a minute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it both ways? Like people handle it real well and people handle it real bad? Yes. There's plenty of cases that settle amicably where they end up and they can remain friends and cordial. Oh, wow. There's there's tons of cases like that. Mm-hmm. But there's also tons of cases where people can't be in the same room without, you know, Messy, yeah. Virtually attacking the other person. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. So would you, what do you think is better? Like settling or going to court? 
Well, there's there's not always, I mean, to settle, you have to agree. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. so you can't just choose settling or court. I mean, at the end of the day, with family law matters, if you can settle, 100% of the time it's always better mm -hmm. because you have a say in what's going to happen, right? So if you and I, like, let's pretend I'm dad and we have a child together. Okay, and, and I don't like you. And you don't like I'm really me. good at this. And, How you doing? And, <laughs> and let's just say, Let's just say that I want to, I say, you're a bad mom. I want to have the kids Monday through Friday. You only get to have them on Saturday, Sunday. Who, who a bad mom? Right. Okay. So, I'm good at this, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And so, you know, <laughs> we bicker back and forth, bicker back and forth, and we can't decide. Yeah. Now we have to put on our, our cases to the judge. And, and let's just say you want a schedule that has four days and I get three, whatever the case may be. My point is you go to court, the judge may say, you're not going to get your schedule and you're not going to get your schedule. So now no one's happy. Ah. You see what I'm saying? So if you can put the egos aside and come in a calm manner, mm -hmm. you can try to negotiate something that's best for everyone. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That, that makes so much mm -hmm. sense. I never thought about it that way. It's like you're literally bringing a whole nother person in. I think a lot of times we think about it as win-lose. Like, I'm either going to get my way or they're going to get their yeah. way. But it could actually work out where somebody else is, you know, dictating what's best for us. I mean, as an adult, that. That don't even sound right. It's rough. Yeah. yeah. I don't even want another adult telling me, especially how my schedule with my kids. Exactly. M what my co-parenting situation should be like. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I commend what you do. I think that is fantastic. And I, I want to dig a little bit more into your passion of for course. it about helping people. Because I think that, you know, being born and raised in Las Vegas is just a jewel. I think that's amazing. Um, it's such a, a place with global interest. Like, what was that like, being a local here, um, all of school, all of high school? Like, what, what does that look like? Draw yeah. the listeners <laughs> into what it looks like to live here. Well, I've seen this city change for sure. Mm -hmm. um, when I went to high school, I, I, I danced in high school, so I went to Las hey. Vegas Academy. <laughs> um, but I still lived in the Henderson side, so if you can, like, you know, a kid driving down the freeway, like, you know, very, but then it was far, but it was easy to get to and from. Long story short, now it's crazy. We have mm -hmm. all these stadiums and everything, but um, growing up here, it was, in my eyes, it was like a, a bigger, small town. Now it's a huge city, um, <laughs> and I would, I mean, people are going to laugh because I'm sure it was always a big city, but it just didn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone knew everyone. Um, I liked it. I People get... There's a lot of locals that like to get out of Vegas mm -hmm. and like to leave. Mm -hmm. I like this city. I've always liked this city. <laughs> oh, I love it. I haven't even been here a year yet. And I absolutely love it. I um, wanted to ask you about, you said that law wasn't your first choice. There was something else that you were pursuing. What was that? Um, I mean, when I graduated college, I wanted to plan weddings. <laughs> I can see you doing that. I can definitely see you doing that. <laughs> So what drew you to doing weddings? I I don't know. I was Is always pretty. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I don't really have a good answer for that. <laughs> that answer, every answer you give is good. Everything you do is good. You are good all day long. Okay. That is a great answer. It's pretty. I think that's about preserving our youthful spirit. Everything isn't intellectual. Some stuff is just instinct and feeling. And I would love to hear how you gave yourself permission to pivot. To go to law school? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, well, you're going to, this is quite a, a bit of a funny story. Um, <laughs> I finished um, college mm -hmm. in San Diego. I went to school in San Diego, and I came back home, and I was living with my parents, and my dad's like, we have to get a job, and with a business degree, again, like, I, I wanted to plan weddings, but I didn't, I guess I didn't have a big enough umph to, like, actually, like, sure. go do it. And so I started to work at MGM Grand, checking people in and out. Okay. Of the hotel. And um, I can see you doing that too. <laughs> so both of my parents, my whole life had worked for themselves. And here I am. And this is going to make me sound very snooty, but I'm going to give you the honest story. Thank so, you. So <laughs> um, here I am in this uniform and they're telling me what color I have to paint my nails, what I have to wear, mm. like all these mm. things. And I went home and I was like, dad, you know, like, I'm not a big fan of people like telling me what I have to do. And, and I know this is going to make me sound, you know, insert whatever word, but I'm smarter than like two levels of management above me. And for the I, people in the back, one more time for the people <laughs> in the back, I am what? I was more intelligent than some of the managers. Mm. And I was very young at the time, but um, I was a nerd in school. I got straight A's, like I was super nerd. Ah, same, and I like you. <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad was like, well, maybe you should go back to school. That's all he said. Mm -hmm. He didn't say what kind of school. I bought a book to take the LSAT the next day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And so here's what we learned from our friend Jessica, that it's okay to pivot. It's okay to pivot without direction. It's okay to pivot without a plan. It's okay to pivot without permission, okay? Because look at her now, shining, okay? Not only was she smarter than the people where she was working when she was younger, but she in the studio with me, looking better than me in that red dress, okay? She's still shining. This is what you have to understand. So for those of us who are sitting at home and we're thinking about pivoting and we're trying to make it make sense and we're looking for the perfect time, please, let's be like our friend Jessica and let's just go for it. Let's go for it. Let's buy the LSAT book the next day, right? And let's go after our dreams. This was Give Fit Las Vegas with Dominique Trundle. Always remember that I love you. You better love you too. Put an arch in your back. Mm-hmm.